0: Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you're joining us for part two and the conclusion of a great interview with Roseanne Forte. Now, She has struggled with alcohol and found herself in a place where she didn't want to be. She was a C-suite executive, a ministry leader in her church. She was a working mom who would always have a casual drink along the way. But over the years, the problems of a difficult marriage, the stresses of life, caused her health, her emotional well-being to be challenged. And after the collapse of her marriage, her drinking further escalated. And she felt like a fraud at church. Does that sound like someone you know? Maybe you? But during the COVID lockdowns, she realized what was happening. And what alcohol had stolen from her life. And decided to take, take charge over the situation with God's help. Amen? And she won. She's the author of a great book, which we've been discussing on this uh, interview. It's called The Plans He Has for Me. A 12-week daily devotional for freedom from alcohol, which is available on Amazon. She's also started a coaching program titled Say Goodbye to Alcohol Coaching. It's a great coaching program for, for someone who needs that help. And she's also a podcaster, praise God. Her podcast is called Say Goodbye and Imagine. Now, if you missed any of the prior episodes, you need to go back and catch up because we don't have time today to cover things we covered in the prior episode. So go back and listen to that because it's just value bomb after value bomb. Amen. Right now, let's jump back into the conclusion of this interview with Roseanne Forte. Did your friends ever question why you decided to quit drinking? Or did they try and get you to, oh, just have one more drink with me? Type thing.
2: They didn't understand it. Um, they didn't know if I was going to quit forever. As a matter of fact, that's one of the... Um, The things that I have for people that, you know, kind of want to know more. I think one of the biggest problems people have is that response and they're in social situations or at a bar, they're at a business lunch, whatever it is, alcohol is generally present and they don't know how to respond. And Mm -hmm. so www.theplanshehasforme.com, if you click that red button, you know, I will give you 20 different responses. Amen. You can say when you're in that social setting that aren't like, oh, I've got a problem. I'm an alcoholic. I'm sober. I'm in recovery. I'm I'm just changing the, the narrative because mm-hmm. if you go, you know, it was really kind of messing with my health and my sleep. I'm just kind of giving it up for a while to see how I feel. People understand that. That's truth.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. They're not going to go, oh, here, then have one to make you feel like (laughs) cred again. Amen. Um, Sometimes people do because they want not for you to witness how much they're drinking. But a lot of people that don't even like drinking feel that pressure and want a narrative to follow. You know, I've got to wake up early. I've got to get a lot of things done. I want to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of I'm losing weight, I'm I'm doing a cleanse, you know, it's just a lot of things where people go, Oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah, and that's what in coaching is that's what's really funny when people understand that they're an inspiration because people go, Wow, I wish I could do that.
1: Amen. Yeah, you know I've when you know i've shared with you about the miraculous way god delivered me from alcohol and uh because i didn't even know it for six months and once that i realized that i said well i don't i've been living great for the last six months i'm not going back but the as soon as that realization happened that spirit started talking to me again you know and i had the bottle in my hand i just opened it up and dumped what was left down the drain as a way of dealing with it so that Nope, not happening. And uh, But then, you know, some friends from the military, because I was already out, uh, you know, they stopped by to visit and say, hey, you know, let's have a beer. I said, I don't drink. What? You know, come on, you? Yeah, because they remembered how much I drank. And I said, oh, I don't drink anymore. And, uh, you know, then they would ask, well, will it bother you if I have a beer? No. my response is always, no, that's not going to bother me at all. That's between you and God. (laughs) Just leave it right there, you know and you should see the look some of the looks i got when i said that but that's you know that's why i felt i'm not going to condemn them i will not condemn them that's no, you we God. all
2: we all have our own battle if it's not um that's why i don't like the label because mm. i don't think that we should be labeled by our sin and in this case i don't want sin to be a bad word because we're all capable of it but you know habitual sin is anything that kind of we do over and over and over again and it's taking our time our talent and our treasure away from the kingdom
1: yeah
2: amen. and alcohol doesn't need to fall into that category but for many people it does for me it did it certainly took a lot of my treasures mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it took amen. all yeah. of my talent yeah. <laughs> and and a significant amount of my time whether it was drinking time, recovering time or thinking about how to quit time. That's a lot of time in my day. Yeah. Amen. That it took away from kingdom thinking, right? Yep. Amen. And have you ever
1: have you ever had the urge to maybe just have one drink, you know, maybe in a situation, a social situation, out to dinner or something like that?
2: Yeah, and and that is a I used to drink predominantly due to dealing with sadness and shockingly, it doesn't matter what comes up. That is not an issue for me, but sometimes if I'm out to dinner and I used to be in the business world and, you know, they'd order those nice bottles of wine and, you know, romanticize about it. So it can occasionally come up for me like, Oh, that looks good. Mm -hmm. But my, my coaching is like, well, Let's play that movie to the end because mm-hmm. it looks good. But what would happen is I'd have that glass. One would never be enough. Exactly. Because I'm always looking to get buzzed. mm mm-hmm. And then I would because I I was drinking. We talked about how much we could drink. I was drinking so much. If that fine bottle of wine was in the middle of the table, now I develop stress for how much of it I was drinking versus allowing other people to drink. I'd have to figure out how I get a another- nut. <laughs> mm. Like oh yeah, now yeah. I remember. No. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no. Amen. yeah. Yeah. So my
2: philosophy is like play the movie to the end. I know how I know I how that movie ends, and I don't want to participate. And that romanticism that I assign to that glass is the biggest lie. It's I would bring it right back to the garden, the apple, right? Mm, yeah. How Satan made it look. Well, Eve did see it, it was beautiful, and it would give her, you know, wisdom. And you know, so it's that exact temptation and lie. And when when you give yourself enough time to pause and kind of play the scenario and look for truth, then it really helps. And the more that you pause, deflect, the more that habit, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, and there's a lot of resorts and happy hours and stuff. And you know what? I like going to them because I get to experience these really nice places, but I get to experience the food and not the alcohol. Yeah. 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 So when I first went, I would have these thoughts, but I just practice and I practice and I practice. And now I don't even see the alcohol at at a happy hour, which is fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: When, you know, I shared uh, before we we started the recording about how I was out to dinner with the family and uh, we had to wait. So the girls went out to eye shop, window shopping uh, out in the little area we were in. And my son in law was, went up to the bar to wait cause there's no seats in the waiting area. And I just ordered a Coke, but with that glass of Coke in my hand, my social drink, when I was drinking at this time was 25 years that I had stopped drinking, but my social drink drinks, always Jim Beam and Coke. So it was mm-hmm. in that same little glass that the bars have and the, the setting was the same. The sound was the same. The smells were the same. And all of a sudden I was back, you know, and I just set it down. I told myself, I gotta, I gotta go outside. I you know, this the temptation was coming back. I knew I wasn't gonna do it, but to make sure I was gonna walk away from the temptation, I was
2: yeah, you had a reset, yeah. but you had the awareness, you yeah. you did exactly those things. You had an awareness, you experienced the temptation, you played the movie to the end, you yeah. took the break. <laughs> You've yeah. got, like, okay, this makes no sense, and then you progress. So that's yeah. exactly what we want to do. We don't – we just want to make – we always want to search for truth because this yeah. is about a spiritual battle. We're always – whether it's alcohol, pornography, oh, yeah. shopping, yeah. food, there's always something, which is why I don't like – um. know there's a there's a severe consequence to alcohol in terms of health and relationships but all of these things will interfere with our time talent and treasures for the kingdom
1: amen amen let's talk about your book the plans he has for me a 12-week
2: devotional for freedom from alcohol why did you write this book because i saw well, a couple of reasons. The program I did was for executives for high performing people, which meant it came with a high cost. Mm-hmm. And I saw how effective it was in changing its relationship with alcohol, but it was missing a couple of things. One, it was missing God. And so I really wanted to assign that scripture to wait, you know, God told us this all along because he loved us, not because he wanted to give us rules. And so one is I thought that they were teaching the kingdom without the king. And two is I felt like it was wrong to just have this methodology available to people who could afford a big price tag. And so, you know, I wanted to give this to the world and I wanted Jesus to be a part of it, not just a higher power. It was directly Jesus. So this is my way of delivering an alternative um, to the 12-step program, which by the way is known as one of the most effective programs in the world.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, But I have found a lot of success for people who are struggling and there's just something missing in that AA formula. Part of my... um, Testimonials are like, wow, the beats meetings or wow, I feel this connection to God because it's more about viewing it as his loving instruction, as opposed to, like I said, a character defect. It's more about understanding that the substance and the enemy is stealing from our life. It's not it's not us being short of, you know, are lacking in anything. And God created us such that when we practice things, yeah. <laughs> they become easier for us to do. Yeah. And unfortunately, Amen. we practiced drinking to mm-hmm. solve a problem, and it just became part of our neural pathway. But luckily, God tells us we can renew our minds. Amen. Amen. And we, um, this is a process of renewing. Mm-hmm. And, and it just takes a, a little bit of time. We all want, we want instant gratification, oh, right? Course. Yeah. Yeah. But an 84 day walk assures us that we can change some things when we walk mm-hmm. with him. Well,
1: why 12 weeks? Why not six weeks or eight weeks?
2: Yeah. Because uh the science of habits is you need at least, I, I think it's at least, um, a little bit over two months, maybe 67 days to change a habit. Um, I, th- What I've seen is in that 12-week thing that that's enough time to really involve evidence and, and develop some freedom. So the first maybe two weeks to 30 days or two to four weeks, we're working with the substance being removed from our body. So our body is trying to experience homeostasis and we may have some withdrawal effects from the substance but then we're left with the neurological habit the trigger the response the reward in the middle we're working with like wait you took something out that you thought was really important in your life and now you have all that time remember i told you the time we drink recover and think about it like you have a lot of time let's fill it with something that creates joy so it's not taking something out it's putting something back in And whether that's paying more attention to your health or picking up, um, going back and doing a class. I had a woman who went and got her real estate license in that time, you know, because it's something that she always dreamed of doing. So it's picking something up and putting something back in, not going, oh, woe is me. My best friend just left. But developing something and then the last part is documenting what has happened like oh my gosh i have control over the situation now i am enjoying life i feel more connection this was a lie this and you need that much time to kind of process all this information
0: yeah Um, mm -hmm.
2: yeah and then i i have it choice based because god gives us the choice to follow him or not follow him to sin or not sin, but I want to make sure in 12 weeks you understand what the consequence mm-hmm. of your choices.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And you're now helping people with your, and with and through your coaching program. Does this program basically follow the outline in the book?
2: Yeah, I have 12 um, weeks of curriculum that go aside it. Um, And we are, we're meeting virtually uh, three times a week, but I've actually just put a pause on it for the summer Mm. um, because I'm developing a program for the churches, because I realized what a lot of people do need. It surprised me how many people came and they were not only looking to quit drinking, but they were looking to find God. And a lot of my clients were looking to find God, finding God, but not getting involved with the church. So we know what the result of that's going to be, right? So I figured if I am developing this program for the churches, that they can have access to other brothers and sisters in Christ, access to ministers needing for their other spiritual needs. So I just thought that was a nice transition. So I'm helping people, like when you buy the devotional, you can go into my um, it gives you access to a private Facebook group where uh, with other like-minded people trying to accomplish the same thing so I'm in there helping people there when I'm not coaching yeah amen Amen.
1: Rose in the few minutes that we have left share a little bit about your podcast
2: yeah I'm so excited about that I just started um, it recently a couple months ago called say goodbye and imagine and I just want again, to change this narrative about being a victim of alcohol to understanding there is such a better life. And you know that too. Imagine what's possible. I went and you did too from a person going, you know, I'm kind of done here on this earth to a person that God is using to really make impact in the world. And I said this at the beginning, this is not just for you and me. Mm -hmm. This is for every one of us who responds to God's calling and um, listens for his voice. And, And alcohol is the enemy that just came to steal and destroy. There's no excessive alcohol uses. There's no other purpose than to hide the light that we have under a basket you know, because as much as I love Jesus, I just really wonder how, how much I could have impacted the kingdom, you know, versus today. Um, yeah. So I just want people to know that's possible. So I have lots of stories or experts or people that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the, the format is what interviews, teaching, testimonies? Yeah, like
2: interviews and mm-hmm. testimonies. Primarily, Amen. I do have uh, a teaching of mine in there and just wherever the spirit moves me. Amen. Um, Amen. Yeah, I have my own story, which is kind of fun because <clears throat> my pastor was interviewing me from San Diego. And I was part of staff at church hiding the secret. Right. And I got to tell him that while I was on staff, I also got a DUI. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know. But that's it, right? Hiding, hiding in Mm -hmm. shame, hiding in secret. And um, I, I'm like here to be really honest with the fact that you're not alone. We all struggle with something and let's just work together and, and um, get rid of the shame because we're it's it's the substance, it's not you. I also, no. like, this big, I heard this description of shame from my pastor, you know, guilt, godly guilt, is understanding that we fall short, that we did something wrong, we repent and we turn around from it, right? Yeah. But yep. shame is not, we did something wrong, shame is, we. there's something wrong with us, and that's mm. worldly shame. Yeah. Like, oh, no, don't listen to that. That is the enemy.
1: Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Rose, this is all so interesting. I I want to say thank you for all that you do to, to help those addicted to alcohol, that that they can break that addiction through, through Christ. It gives us strength to do all things through him. And many are not aware that they are addicted. And we need to pray for God's revelation to come to them. How can someone order a copy of your book? The plans he has for me, a 12-week devotional for freedom from alcohol. And I know it's yeah, on Amazon.
2: It is on Amazon, but you can also go to my website. Make sure you press that red button and get your um, your flashcards about what to say in the, in the social situations. And you can order the book there, too. So either and, way is, is good. And then make sure to join. use the QR code in the book to join my Facebook group. Yeah. Amen.
1: Amen. So, if someone to get in touch with to get more information, ask a question, maybe even do an interview like this. Tell us where they need to go to be able to get in touch with you.
2: Yeah, Roseanne at theplanshehasforme.com. Okay. And your website is www.theplanshehasforme.com. Amen.
1: Amen. I'll put links all this in the show notes below. Folks, the problem's out there all mm-hmm. the time, the temptation is there all the time. It's been 30 years since I quit drinking, but I drank a lifetime of alcohol in those 25 years I was drinking. Mm-hmm. Just because you quit today does not mean there's no further temptation to just one taste. Mm-hmm. I, I know for me, and, and as Roseanne has been sharing, if I were to just take that one sip, one would not be enough and two would be too many. That's mm-hmm. me. I urge you to drop down to the show notes and reach out to Roseanne Forte right now. Right now, while you're thinking about it, just take that very first step and she'll be able to provide you with the information for the second step and the third step. You don't want to go all in on coaching. Okay, order her book. Put the information in your hands right now. Amen. You need to get this book. If not for yourself, I know, I know you know someone who needs this information. Amen. Or two or three copies. Provide one for your church or your pastor. He can use it as a resource when he's providing counseling to someone in this area. Amen. Be that type of blessing to others, even others you may never even meet. But if we have hit a nerve today with this discussion, if you feel like the Holy Spirit's been talking to you, I urge you take that next step. Get in touch with Roseanne Forte right now today. Amen. Rose, thank you again for coming on the program today and sharing your testimony and all about this great book and the work you're doing for the kingdom. I do appreciate
2: it. Oh, and I so appreciate our conversation. I hope it helps many. Thank you Amen. for having me. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for
1: today for Rose and Forte and myself, Pastor Bada Ravine, to be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast.